We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we will be talking with a very special guest, Don the Hunters, and talking about the Jackie Awards and the Hubs Halloween Bash. Um, so to start off the show, we have Kiefer with us, who will be doing the interview of Donnie Zazleff, so I'll let you take it away, Kiefer. Okay, thank you very much. Hi, I'm here with Mama, with Mama Donnie right now. How are you doing, how are you doing, Miss Donnie? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? That's, I'm doing fantastic. Now, I want to start off by saying that I absolutely love your DVD and how you talk about the Jewish holidays and its fun musical form. So I just had to say that. Well, thanks. I'm so glad you liked it. And can you tell us a little bit what the DVD teaches us and what you do in it? Well, I really love celebrating um, all holidays, really, the whole year. And specifically, I wanted to feature some of my favorite Jewish holidays to share with kids and families of all backgrounds, whether you're Jewish or not, um, just what it's about, you know, what these holidays are about, you know, how you can celebrate with your family, um, the food you can cook, the songs you can sing, and the, and the meaning behind them, because really, these holidays are all about universal themes like, you know, gratitude, being grateful, and love, and family, and just, you know, miracles in your life, things like that. Oh, Wow. See, I, I love the Jewish holidays, too, because even though I may not celebrate all the time, sometimes I like to create new things. Like, even we even made your lockers after we saw the video. I love so, that. That's awesome. They're delicious, by the way. You gave me my that favorite so food now. awesome. Yeah, I just, you know, I feel like there's so much out there for, you know, for kids and families who celebrate Christmas and some of the other holidays. And I just thought, let me try to create something to share the Jewish side of things, you know, because everybody's interested. I mean, I love watching all kinds of specials about all different holidays. So I just wanted to, you know, make room on the shelf, so to speak, for, for the Jewish ones. I totally agree with you. And how did you get this opportunity to make this DVD? Well, you know, I'm a, a performer and I travel with um, my band as well as um, with Eric, who is Eric Lindbergh, who, uh, who co-produced and and wrote the uh, the work with me on the DVD and all the music, and I toured with him. But I'm touring around the country. I do about 100 concerts a year. And, um, 
you know, I really love making this connection to kids and families and having something which in Hebrew is called ruach, which is spirit. You know, I'm all about spirit. So I'm, I'm a live performer and I've come out with a lot of albums and I came out with a cookbook last year and I thought, how cool would it be to connect with, with kids in a new way? You know, it's almost like I could kind of go into their homes and, and be face to face with them as much as I, you know, I'm not really there, but a little bit more than a CD or a different kind of a way to connect with people than just the live concerts and the CDs. So it was an exciting you know, new medium really to have, you know, through this DVD. Wow. And you mentioned Eric Lindenberg, who was, he does a wonderful job with like playing the banjo, guitarist. He, he seems stuff. It was like something very exciting. A lot of ruach, a lot of spirit was starting to happen. Yeah. So that's what we kind of went for it in this DVD. And that's what we're doing with our live shows too. Um, but it, it has that spirit of, of celebration and holidays. And I'm glad you, you know, you know, he's, he's awesome. Yeah. Yes. And to get back to my question, um, how long have you guys been working together? Uh, Eric and I have been touring together for about three and a half years, four years. And um, as of in the last year, we branched out and started doing this duo project. And, uh, and we, we came together to do this DVD. Um, you know, that especially, you know, you know, if you, you know, in the Hanukkah episode, for example, because Hanukkah is coming up so soon, um, you know, Hanukkah, oh Hanukkah is like a traditional awesome song. So we thought, how cool would it be to do a bluegrass Hanukkah, oh Hanukkah with video, you know, teaching kids how to make latkes, play dreidel, um, you know, add some original songs and kind of create like a whole program about Hanukkah. So that's what we did. Well, in the CBD, you guys seem to have a really good connection together. So I, I love seeing you guys singing together because you just seem like you're just having a ball just filming this. Yeah, next, you got to come to one of our shows. <laughs> Give me some tickets and I will. All right, you got it, Keeper. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Beaton. And today we will be talking with special guest Johnny Zazla from the Mama Donnie Band Plus, reviewing Mrs. Doubtfire and the Hunters. And right now, Keeper Blakesley is doing an interview with Donnie from the Mama Donnie Band. So continue, guys. Me and Donnie were just talking about how you you guys want to do kind of bluegrass kind of theme of music and how Eric and you have been working for three and a half years, I believe, and how you guys have such a connection. And since in this DVD, you have so many scenes, cooking, singing, playing with kids, playing the dreidel, what would you play a part in the DVD to film? Oh boy. You know what? One of my favorite, I had so many, the, the whole experience of, of shooting this, I was lucky enough to have this amazing producer, this guy named Brian Brodor of ACM Studios, who really has done huge projects. He, um, you know, he, he really got excited about this. So we have this incredible team of people that we were working with, which just made it amazing. Um, but shooting, you know, um, sh all of it, you know, it was really cool. I got to be in my house. It was shot in my kitchen and um, in my town, and we had a lot of different locations, but it really felt like home in a lot of ways. And, uh, you know, like shooting the, the video, Honey, This Ain't Money, um, which is about a goofy song about how I get mixed up with Hanukkah Gelt, and I think it's money, and then I try to, like, buy all the stuff. That was a really fun day, and, uh, you know, I just, I, every moment of shooting this film was just better than the next, honestly. I, I, I can't wait to do Purim to Bishvat, 
you know, um, Rosh Hashanah, the Jew, I want to do all the Jewish holidays. So I'm, I'm really excited. Well, I wish I can film like movies in my own house because that will really save the driving of going to locations. Exactly. I know. You should have seen my house was all lit up with, with um, you know, we had like camera crews and lights and it's pretty wild. Well, I could imagine, especially with, with all the camera crews and everyone in your house. Yeah. Um, since you, you're pretty much used to doing live performances and big audiences and everything, can you describe how it is different for you to film the songs instead of performing an to a live audience? That's a good question. Um, you know, it's a really good question because I'm so used to, like, connecting with, you know, with, with, with the people that I'm performing to. And I, I'm really all about, like, bringing people on stage and, like, everybody's dancing. So it, it was a different experience. But I think what I thought about when I was singing these songs was I thought about all those people and I thought about my kids and I thought about why I'm doing it. And I immediately sort of could bring that connection to the camera. So I just kind of like pretended like the camera was guys, in the, you know, was, were my friends. And it, it really was kind of, it was it was good. It was good. It definitely shows that you were really trying you were really connecting to the to just the camera, pretending it was like it, it was all for the kids. So. It just just from a kid's point of view, it, it really does show in this DVD that you really have a connection with sharing about the holidays and everything. So, thank you. Yeah, I wanted like I wanted anybody who brings that the DVD home to feel like I was kind of talking to them and I was you know connecting with the viewer. You know, I wanted to like make try to find a way to make that connection that I, that I get to have live when I'm giving somebody a hug or I'm, I'm like bringing somebody on stage, like to try to kind of recreate that, um, you know, through this video. And, and I really wanted to make these holidays, like I wanted to share how fun they are, you know, because they are, you know, and, and I just really wanted to share also how soulful and, and, and meaningful and kind of like awesome they can be as well, you know? Well, it, it really does show. So, do, um, do you create these absolutely fun songs? And if you and if so, do you enjoy the process of making them? Oh yeah, writing songs <laughs> is like one of my. It's so fun. I mean, I don't know. You know, I, I started doing this, you know, about a number of years ago, and um, you know, to write a song is um, is really exciting. It's kind of like you go nuts in the middle of it until it's right. But it's like anything, anything you're creating, you know, anything you make, whether you're making lakas and they're not turning out right, or you're, you know, writing a song or you're, you know, you're working on anything you care about, you know, but it's really, it's such an, an exciting process to write music and then to produce it and then to listen to it. And I, you know, I have two kids, so I always play the songs for them. They're like the first people to hear them. And if they love it, I know I'm onto something. And if they're like, mom, can we hear the next one? You know, I know I have to maybe think about what was wrong and you know, it's really, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. I can't wait to work on my next record. I'm already on to the next one. Oh, I can't wait to hear that one. I'm really excited for the next record. Thanks. So one last question before we go to break. Will, will we expect more DVDs from you, like other holidays, like Kwanzaa? You know what? I would love to do this for all holidays, honestly. And I would love to, um, you know, expand this. This It's really a show. It's like, you know, this TV show into 
all holidays. Also, you know, I'd like to do it for different themes, you know, maybe a, an episode about friendship or, you know, I have a lot of ideas. So I, I really have a lot of hopes for, um, you know, I'm in discussions with different people to, to keep going with it. And I, and I'm so glad you liked it. That definitely, um, you know, that makes me happy. And I'm so glad you liked the lakas. That's really, you know, this year is going to be a crazy Hanukkah. It's on Thanksgiving. It's a, such a funny, it's such a funny time. And the next time that's going to happen is in what? 78,000 years. <laughs> what? That's well, crazy. I make, well, I can't wait to see your new DVDs. <laughs> well, thank you, my dear. Thank you so much. Thank you. That was awesome hearing all about your up and coming projects. Let's take a break. Kiefer and Donnie, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks, guys. I always thank love you. talking to you. <laughs> I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Eton. And you're listening to Kids First coming attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Just because you're a kid doesn't mean you don't have an important voice to be heard. You are our future, and you need a forum to be heard. Tune in to American Pulse on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll talk to the student leaders of America and find out what they're doing to make a difference today. You'll be inspired to start working now for a brighter future later. American Pulse is heard live every Monday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. It's time to lead by example. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN. Or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, 
Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Beaton. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today, we are reviewing the films Free Birds, Karate Kid, Searching for Bobby Fischer, and Captain Phillips. So right now, we're speaking with Molly, who just talked to Raven about Free Birds and her fantastic adventure on the red carpet. And we are talking with her about the classic film, The Karate Kid. So... Molly, I have seen this many, many times. So can you tell our listeners what this is about? Um, this movie is about an underdog. And this is this boy who moves to Los Angeles to live with his mom. And he's bullied and beat up at his new school. And he befriends this janitor, Mr. Miyagi. And Mr. Miyagi teaches him karate. So Daniel, the boy, becomes really tough and... He, like, overcomes his fear of socializing, and he gets back with the bullies. Wow. When I, when I heard about this film, I mean, this is, this is a 1984 84. classic, if I'm not mistaken. And when I, first, when I first heard about it, I was, like, seven. So when I saw it, I'm just like, oh, this is so cool. So, yes. Of course this film has fighting in it because it's it's kind of a martial arts and yeah. so how do you think the martial arts and fighting scenes were? Um I thought they were really great. The stunts were really cool. They were like it was I thought it was spot on. Like I've watched a few people do karate and I think it matches it pretty well. Um like it really like you could feel like and it was like you could you felt like you were in the arena watching them mm-hmm. like the sounds and the grunting and then like True. when they'd wipe their face from the sweat like it was just so real yeah when you when you see them like kind of mumble under their breath or you, when you see someone coughing it's i mean that's one thing in this film that i did notice that most of the little things that you don't really pay attention to are are brought out and that mm-hmm. you can see and hear them so i thought that was cool and with with this film, it's like when he's getting bullied, he's mad or, or sad, or, or when he's around his mother, he's angry. So how do you think his emotions played and how the other actors' emotions played? I thought their emotions kind of matched the feeling. Like, yeah, how you were saying when he's around his mom, he's pretty angry because he's angry at her for making him leave um, New Jersey and for making mm-hmm. him leave all his friends and... Like, the bullies, when they're around Daniel, they're all tough and mean, but then we're around <laughs> girls that he, they like, then they're acting get all, all soft. Yeah, then they're all soft and like, hey, baby, kind of like that. <laughs> so th- I thought the emotions played out great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> so how is the relationship between Mr. Miyagi and Daniel? Um, their relationship is really sweet and soft-hearted. Like, at first, Daniel questions his method. Like, you're just teaching me a bunch of baloney. And he gets really, and he's mad at first. After a while, he's like, what is this? This isn't karate. And then he notices what Mr. Miyagi has been through. And then he's like, wow, he knows. (laughs) Wow. So, wow. So then he gets (laughs) all into it. And then they become better friends. Yeah. When he does the um, wax on and wax off, like, I was looking at that, and I'm just like, what are you teaching him? Like, this is so confusing. And then yeah. after he, after he, like, sped it up and added force to it, it, it's like, it's basically a karate move. So it's like, whoa, everything has karate in it. 
were there any messages or lessons in this film? Because it seems like a really inspiring film. There were some messages. It's kind of like, so I guess like one message is like, even if they're mean to you, like don't really get back at them because that's going to come back at you kind of like, don't be mean back because then once seen Daniel got back at them and that wasn't very smart because then the, they got even meaner after that. They tried to kill him. So I guess like that's another thing, like just like keep on being nice um, and maybe go to parents before you try to get back yeah. at them. So, and then there's another thing is just trust your elders. <laughs> trust your elders. Yeah, a few days ago, my mom was like, you should love, you should love your grandparents and, and, and elderly. And I'm just like, okay, mother, I will do that. So, if you like this film, you should take care of your elderly. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the genre in this film is? Um, hmm. It's a, it's a, this is a tough one to see what the genre would be. Um, well, I'm not too sure. <laughs> I'm not too sure. I mean, when I saw this film, I kind of thought of it as an action and a dramatic, but then there would be these, like, little, like, romantic moments and I'd be like okay it's a romance and then it goes over to action again and I'm just like you know what it's a mixture so I get what you're saying yeah <laughs> did it leave you wanting more or or uh, to rephrase the question did you really like it and would you want to watch it again um yes I do and then afterwards I went on IMDb and I looked up Karate Kid 2 and 3 so I can't wait to watch those yes they have Karate Kid 2 three and then they have the next karate kid which is a girl and i'm just like Ooh, they have a girl awesome <laughs> we we should watch it together yes so if you could be any character or portray any character who would you be and why if i could be one character i don't know i kind of want to be mr miyagi because he's so wise and he's just like and he's been through like so much but like that made him just so strong and i just really like mr miyagi yeah, and I, I love I love Mr. Miyagi because he never felt the need to explain himself. Yeah. He never he never was like, oh, he's thinking that way of me. I should explain something. He never did that, and I, that's why I like him. Mm-hmm. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Beaton. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today we are in, interviewing Freebirds, the Karate Kid, Searching for Bobby Fischer, and Captain Phillips. So right now, let's continue speaking with Molly about the karate. And you were just talking about her favorite character, and my favorite character is Mr. Miyagi. So how many stars do you give this film out of five? I give this movie five out of five stars because it's a timeless classic. It is a classic. It's a wonderful classic. Yes. What is your favorite scene? My favorite scene is when Daniel does pull a prank on the bully. Like, I know that's not how you're supposed to do it, but I really like that scene. <laughs> because Daniel comes to this Halloween party just as a shower, so no one can see him, so no, the, none of the bullies can beat him up. Mm-hmm. And he goes into the boys' bathroom, and, like, I don't know, there's, like, a hose lying around or something. And he takes this hose and he puts it over the stall that the bully's in. And the bully's in there smoking marijuana. And he put puts the hose over, turns it on, and then he 
darts out of the bathroom and he gets drenched and the bully grabs all his friends and they come chasing after Daniel about to like kill him like I don't like that part but I like the prank part. <laughs> I don't like the part where they're about to kill him but I like the other part <laughs> and why do you like and why is that specifically your favorite scene is it because of the actions is it because of the emotions the facial expressions um, I like that scene because of the emotions and, like, the suspense, and the f it's pretty funny, I think, so I like that scene. I do remember that scene, so, you know, I'm eye-to-eye -eye with you. <laughs> so what age range do you give this film? I give this film probably, like, I don't know, I'd say, like, 10 to 18, maybe, because everyone can enjoy it, but for the younger kids, there's, like, some drugs involved, and then there's some cuss words used, like, not, like, bad cuss words, but some basic ones. So I don't really think that the younger kids should be watching it. Of course. I mean, I totally get that. Because sometimes um, kids watch movies that they're not supposed to, but they don't know that they're not supposed to. So we're there yeah. to tell you. <laughs> it has yeah. cuss words and small drugs. <laughs> yes. Oh, and also the violence. Yes, the violence, too. So if you could take away... Okay, would you take away or add anything into this film? I feel like, in a sense, I'd add probably another, um, I'd add either another, I'd add either, like, a distant family member of Mr. Miyagi's that maybe they might talk about, kind of, mm -hmm. and then, like, maybe Daniel's trying to, like, bring that family member to Mr. Miyagi or something. I don't know, like, something kind of, like, a little side story there. Or, I don't know, I'd add another girl that, like, something, like, with the whole bully thing, like, how Daniel likes that girl that was the ex-girlfriend of the bully. Mm -hmm. I added, like, maybe another girl that the bully is trying to make that girl jealous with or something. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the one thing I would add would be... I'm, I'm a very... I really like music, and I just feel as though when I watched this movie, it had great music. I just... Maybe it's just me, <laughs> but I really feel like it should have not more music, but like more depth into the music. Mm -hmm. And speaking about music, how did you like the soundtrack? I thought the soundtrack, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. But yeah, like in certain times, like the dramatic scenes, the music was great. But then like the action scenes, I don't know. I didn't feel like I thought, yeah, I thought the music. I don't know. I felt like it should have been like heavy metal or something. I don't know. Heavy metal. Or intense. <laughs> Well, it is a great movie, so not all movies are perfect. Did you like the overall production? Because I loved it. But what do you think? I thought the overall production was great. On um, how it was, especially in like that time, and how it was, it was just so well put together. Like the beach scenes, and like the sunsets, and the nighttime scenes, and mm -hmm. the scenes when they went to like that um, arcade go kart area. I just thought everything was put together so perfectly, and it just like flowed. Yeah, it was one like when the scene where he is um he is trying to get to Mr. Miyagi and he's talking like um dude I'm right here and he's kind of like ignoring him and um I just like how everything is placed out and everything flows together because yes. I like I like movies like that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Have you seen any of the other karate karate kids like the the new one or the second one or the third one? I have seen the new one, but I wasn't a huge fan of that one. <gasps> Me too. Oh yes. my gosh, we're together. I mean, I like it, but I think but classics it, are always yeah, better. Yeah, it's not the classic, and 
it's just, it kind of felt like, I don't know, I felt like they were, like, trying too hard, and it just didn't, so, and the storyline was just, like, it was just kind of weird, I thought. Well, it was, remakes are awesome, and classics are awesome, so, was the storyline interesting? For the new one or the old one? <laughs> the classic. Okay, just making sure. Um... For the classic, I thought the storyline was really interesting. Like, I know me and my sister, like, we're not, like, she's not that into classics all the time. But, mm-hmm. like, she went to sleep at night and then, like, she woke up in the morning, can we watch Karate Kid? Can we watch Karate Kid? <laughs> and so it was, like, a really thing that really kept us intrigued, me and my sister. So it was it was fun. It was really intriguing. So, yeah, the storyline was amazing. Yeah. What is one thing in this film that, not like outshine, but you like the most. Hmm. Oh my gosh, I like so much. But I really like the scenes. I really like the scene when he learned more about Mr. Miyagi's life, how he was a Medal of Honor recipient, and um, then when he found, and then when he found out about his um, wife and like child, and how they were sent to camps, even though he was a veteran of the war. And that was just such an intense scene. And, like, our family has a lot to do with the military. So that was, like, a really intense scene for us. And we like that. Yeah, it kind of explains why Mr. Miyagi is the way that he is. Yeah. Well, Molly, thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about The Karate Kid. Thank you for having me. (laughs) It's playing all month long on HGNet Movies Kids Scene, so please check it out and tune in. Let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Beaton. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. From Kids First Coming Attractions, and you are listening to Kids America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Remember my name. 
Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna hope And you are listening to Voice America Kids. Now, let's discuss the Hunters, and we have with us Jerry. So, how are you doing today, Jerry? I'm doing very good. How about you? I'm doing fantastic. Um, so, why don't you tell us a little bit about the Hunters? Well, the Hunters, it's, you can probably guess from the title... It's an adventure movie, and it starts off when a man and a woman girl go searching for these many artifacts to unlock this legendary item. Well, the girl betrays the man and the woman, and they get kind of, if you know what I mean. (laughs) And the two sons of the man and the woman, and the girl that gets involved, long story, have to go on this epic adventure to not only save their parents, but the world too. It is such an epic adventure, and I recently saw this film, and one thing that is super cool about The Hunters is it's sort of like a modern fairy tale, because these people are hunting for artifacts that are from, you know, ancient fairy tales, like the fairy tales that we grew up of, um, you know, Snow White and... Little Red Riding Hood and Cinderella, but just imagine if every single fairy tale that you ever grew up with became a reality and became, you know, that was actually real. So it's it's quite an incredible adventure. Um, so Jerry, why don't you tell us a little bit about your opinion of the film? No, I have to say I love this film and the camera work especially because if you watch the film, you'd know they do like stunt jumps and rock climbing and, you know, like just these insane and crazy and dangerous stuff. And the camera work was crystal clear, which is extremely rare for films like this. So I had to, you know, say kudos to the camera work for that because that was beautiful. Absolutely. And there are a lot of really cool um, martial arts that happen and battle sequences that happen. So I think that's really cool that they were able to capture the fight sequences in a really incredible way. And I personally really liked this film because I thought it was done in a way that made fairy tales seem they could be realistic. So instead of like, oh my gosh, like all of a sudden people discover that there's magic. It's like, no, these are ancient artifacts with like ancient mystical powers. So it wasn't like any new age stuff. It was like really old ancient things, which I thought made it seem a little bit more realistic, which I liked. Um, so tell, talk to us a little bit about the soundtrack in this film. You know, there is definitely some sort of soundtrack in this film and it definitely fits the scene quite well. And the soundtrack, like I said, it's kind of a soundtrack. It's not really much of it, but when it is music, it fits the scene extremely well, and it just, you know, pumps the scene up, and it's a very good soundtrack. I absolutely agree with you. So what did you think of the storyline where it comes to believability, since it is sort of like 
a far-fetched idea of having things be real. What did you think of the realism of the film? No, I've been reading uh, books lately about that type of stuff. So when I watched this movie, I was like, oh, I know this, 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 this. And it was just a really awesome movie to see all those stuff like the seven dwarves and Percy's shield and uh, the magic mirror. That's the legendary item and all this just cool, cool and creepy and old stuff. And it's just really, really cool. Yeah, it's awesome. So tell me a little bit about your favorite character, if you have one. You know, I really don't have a favorite character, but I have a favorite couple of characters. That's mm-hmm. the boys and the girls because they're just, um, you know, they're kids, and it's just really cool how they get along. The boy and the older brother, the older brother and the girl, they're kind of used to date, and now they're kind of like arch enemies. So it's interesting to see them together, and like they're fighting each other while working together. So it's kind of hilarious. Yes, absolutely. I thought that was a really fun sort of twist to the film. Um, so do you think you have a favorite scene in this film? That's have to be when uh, they introduced the uh, two brothers and that's when, you know, the older brother, older brother, he's being mature. He's older now. He doesn't go to school anymore. You know, he's taking care of his horses, riding his boat, stuff like that. Younger brother still goes to school a bit naughty. He, mm-hmm. The older brother catches him, you know, ditchy school and he's like, for goodness sake, bro, really? And it's just a very funny scene. I call it bromance. No, I call it bromance like romance and, and you know, bros like bromance. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, I, one thing that I thought was really cool in this film was the relationship between the two brothers, between Pax and Trip. And I thought it was nice because, you know, they definitely love each other, but, you know, they're brothers and they get annoyed with each other and they fight with each other. But, you know the overall message that you sort of get from their relationship is that family is for everything and that family will always stick together and there's definitely a lot of loyalty in this film. Yeah. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hopiton. And today we will be reviewing, or we will be talking with a very special guest, Johnny Zasloff from the Mama Johnny Band. Plus, we will be reviewing Miss Doubtfire and The Hunters. So right now we are talking about The Hunters, which airs on the Hallmark Channel on October 25th. So be sure to check it out. And I am talking with Jerry all about this film. Sort of, we're just talking about the bond between brothers. So speaking of the bond and the sort of family dynamic in this film, what do you think the age rating for this film would be? Do you think it's a family film for kids? What do you What do you think? You know, even though this film is adventure and usually adventure films are kind of mature, this film really actually isn't that, you know, actually and like goriness. It's actually not much of that. It's a bit intense. Yes, it is definitely intense, but not too intense for younger children. So I usually would recommend this for 8 to 18, honestly. I absolutely agree with you 100%. Uh, so, what do you think the biggest moral and message is? You know, I think the biggest moral or message or whatever you can say is that everybody loves their family and family always comes first, but sometimes you need to give up on your family. Just sometimes. Because the brothers, they didn't want to uh, they didn't want to do anything but find their mom and dad. And guess what they did? They went for the artifacts first before they even started looking for their mom and dad. And their mom came to them, so that was kind of cool. Absolutely, and 
And it's not necessarily like give up on your family, but definitely one of the big messages and themes throughout the film was, you know, sometimes the hard choice is the right choice. So they yeah. had to make the hard choice of saving the earth and saving the the human race over saving, you know, their family. And they had to make the hard choice sort of do things and um, that they wouldn't necessarily want to do because that was what was best for like the greater good, you know? So I definitely thought that was a very strong moral and um, theme throughout the film. Yeah, you sound much better than me. <laughs> no, no, I think just a bit differently. Um, so what do you think about the, um, I know you were talking a little bit about the cinematography, but what do you think about like the location and the sets? Because this film does have a lot of, you know, different location changes because they're traveling around the world searching for different artifacts. So what do you think about the location and the way they um, displayed the set? You know, I have to say the locations were very creative and inventive that you would never expect them to be there. Like one was the Rocky Mountains. And if you don't know, the Rocky Mountains are extremely old mountains that are mostly just rocks now. And it was a very cool location. And I live near the Rocky Mountains, so I can relate. And it was just a very cool and fun scene. Yeah, I thought it was kind of cool because some of this film was set in Denver, Colorado, and I live like 20 minutes away from there. Um, So I thought that was cool. Well, not necessarily set in Denver because Denver's the city, but it was set near Denver in the Rocky Mountains, which is in Colorado, and I live super close to there. So I thought that was really cool. Um, So what did you think about the dynamic between, um, between Dylan and Pax? Because... A lot of times, I mean, we've been talking about this on Kids First a little bit, so this is why I bring it up. Um, But, like, a lot of times in movies, they have, like, they never have girls and boys just be friends. And in this movie, they sort of started out as being friends, and then it developed more into, like, a romance thing. But there was definitely a lot of competitiveness between the two of them. So what did you think about that? You know, I had to say, I honestly expected that Dylan would not go for Pax, but uh, his younger brother instead of uh, Pax. And when uh, they got back together, that was actually a surprise to me. And I agree with you. I think how they made it worked out really, really well. And it just flowed extremely well as well. I absolutely agree with you. So if you could be any character, who would you be and why? Um, I have to say Pax because I'm really, I wasn't really believing because he wasn't really believing that, and he wasn't really believing all of this nonsense. He was like, guys, this isn't real. What are you talking about? And I can relate to that because I can, I believe what I think is real, and just some things don't seem real. And it took him it took him quite a while to realize, oh my god, this is actually happening. Yeah, like, and, this is not just a story. <laughs> yeah, I think I can relate to that quite well. I agree with you. Um, so quickly, before we're out of time, how many stars would you give this film on a scale of one to five? No contest, five out of five stars. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree with you. Well, guys, The Hunters premieres on the Hallmark Channel on October 25th, so be sure to check it out because it's a fantastic family adventure, and it definitely brings in some whimsical aspects as well, so I think it's a very well-rounded film. Let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. If you think you've seen online TV before, 
Let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your co-host, Brianna hope and I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today we are interviewing a special guest, Mama Donnie, about her Jewish holiday party DVD, reviewing the films The Hunter and Miss Doubtfire. So right now we're speaking with Jerry about Miss Doubtfire. And I, I'm about to see this film, which I am very happy on. So Jerry, can you please tell us about Miss Doubtfire? Well, Miss Doubtfire is an extremely funny uh, movie, and it's basically about a family, you know, normal family, boy, two girls, a mother, and a father. Well, the father's a bit naughty, throws his uh, son a big, big birthday. And let me just tell you, they're in San Francisco, by the way, and this is an extremely big birthday. Mom is not very okay with that. Long story short, they divorce. And, you know, desperate people do desperate things. Well, the father... He was kind of desperate to, you know, see his kids and be with them all the time. And when the mother posts an ad for a nanny or housekeeper, well, he goes, dressed up a nanny, and goes to their house. When I saw this, when I saw this trailer, I thought that it was actually a girl before they announced that it was 
it was a, actually a guy and I'm just like, oh, she looks she looks nice. And then it, it's a guy and I'm just like, whoa, that's good makeup. <laughs> so speaking about makeup, how do you think it looked on on him? Well, uh, Robin Williams, you never expect him as a girl, but obviously no, he no, you wouldn't. It. Yeah, he, he proved the world wrong in that movie, and the makeup was so real. Some Sometimes, like, I remember he posted on the internet, one time he went to a shop and almost got away without them realizing that it was Robin Williams. So, <laughs> it was very funny, and it's a very, very good makeup. So, you know, it's very professional, and I feel bad for Robin Williams because he had probably sit in a chair for hours doing that makeup. <laughs> yes, and it's like, if they were outside and they had to do a take outside, then people walking by would be like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> How do you think the relationship is with Robin Williams and the other actors, like his kids and his wife? How do you think the relationship is between each other? You know, I just want to say Robin Williams is a great actor and also all the other actors did awesome as well but you know it seems like a real family just kids just love each other each other so much they love their father so much and their mother so much it's just a great bond and a great relationship you you really see that sometimes you see like the kids like always like oh I, I never want to talk to my mother I never want to talk to my father but it seems like in this film that they really love each other and that's and sometimes we need to see that in movies and, and, and in TV shows. So I totally agree with you. How is the comedy in this film? Because it really seems like this is a good comedy. You know, the comedy is hilarious. I've watched this movie at least a million times in the last five minutes. <laughs> and yes, five minutes. That makes a lot of sense. And yes, it does. <laughs> I try to say five hours, but um, anyway, the comedy is extremely funny. Every time I laugh. I cry, you know, and it's just really, really, really good comedy, and, you know, Robin Williams is his normal self, he's extremely funny, and he's just hilarious, and all the actors are pretty hilarious as well, surprisingly, and it was just, wow, it's just amazing movie, and it definitely flowed well, because it's not like those comedy movies, there's no storyline, there's no nothing, just comedy. Yeah. Because a lot of a lot of movies that are like that, I mean, the comedy may be may be very funny, but I think it's always better to have comedy and a storyline so that it ties in together. What is your favorite scene in this film? No, I have to say when he's coming home from Mrs. Doubtfire work and um he's coming home tired, exhausted, and the social worker makes sure everything's good, he's not doing anything wrong, comes and sees him as Mrs. Doubtfire. She's like who are you? And he's like, I'm his sister. <laughs> and it's an extremely funny scene for about like 20 minutes when he like changes from Robin Williams to, you know, that Mrs. Doubtfire, then back, then front, and then back. And then he lost the mask of uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. It's just a very funny and hilarious scene. When you see when you see movies that people are trying to play like different genders or different people, they always seem to forget something when they're trying to switch very fast. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Beaton. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And you're listening to the Voice America Kids. And today we are 
interviewing Mama Donnie about her Jewish holiday party DVD, reviewing the films The Hunters and Mrs. Doubtfire. So right now, let's continue speaking with Jerry about Mrs. Doubtfire. And we were just talking about his favorite scene and how sometimes when you try to change into something, you forget something. So what is the age range you give this film? You know, this film is definitely great for a whole family. There's very little adult language. There is a teensy bit. So I'll give an age rating of 7 to 18. I agree with you. I mean, I haven't seen this film, but looking at it and looking at the reviews, and I, I did a lot of research a lot of research for this. And it okay. does seem... After this, get on the movie channel and watch Mrs. Doubtfire. That's like your new mission goal. Okay. I'm, I'm Okay. I will watch it, and I'll be like, see, Jerry, I did it. So who do you think this film appeals to most? Do, does it appeal to people who love dogs, even though this film doesn't really have a dog, but <laughs> who do you think this film appeals to most? You know, this film definitely appeals to all, almost everybody. You know, it has romance, it has, the story's just heartwarming, you know, the feelings you get for the children, the father and the mother, it's just, it's a warm and cozy feeling, and the, of course, comedy, you know, everybody loves a comedy. Everyone and, does. You know, how strategical he ha he slash she has to be to get through these tight spaces just so he slash she can be with his slash her kids. <laughs> I like you, he slash he. Yeah, I like that. Who's your favorite character? You know, I would have to say the boy because he is, you know, a pretty good kid. He's pretty, uh, he's a pretty good kid and he is worried about his father and he cares about his father since it was his birthday that made him divorce he was like dad i just shouldn't have a 12th birthday look what all happened and it was just a very i just like him a lot because you know he was a heartwarming kid and a caring kid and i like that about him i would like that about him too that's so sad oh <laughs> well tell me about Tell me about how you like this film. Like, what stands out to you? Um, instead of Robin Williams dressing as an old woman, I would have to say the actual storyline of it. You've seen all these movies before, but um, the middle of it, I've never seen something like that. When the father decides to be a woman to see his kids, it's just extremely strange. It's unique, and I like it like that. Yeah, it's very, it's very original, because when you see... When you see films, you see them, oh, oh, I know what's going to happen with this. I know what's going to happen with this. But when I saw the trailer for this, I'm just like, oh, this is something different. I think I'll like this. So how many stars do you give this film out of five stars? You know, without thinking, I'll give this five out of five stars. And why is that? Because there's really, there's really no flaws I could think of off the top of my head. You know, the crystal, it was crystal clear of filming. The makeup was very well done, you know, the actors did awesome and stupendous and everything. And the directing was beyond belief. It was just all an amazing zine film. <laughs> That's my word, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you are welcome to use it. <laughs> so if you were in the same situation as Robin Williams, would you do the same thing as him? I have no idea because he had a brother that did that. You know, I don't think my brother can make me into a woman. So it'll be kind of tough to do that. But if it's the only way to see my kids, yes, I will do it because I love family and I love my family right now. Obviously, I don't have kids yet. 
so I can't relate <laughs> to that completely. But yeah. I just love my family so much, and if I thought to lose them, I'll do anything to get them back. When you really think about it, I mean, I think all of us love our family. I mean, they did give birth to us, <laughs> so... Yeah. So, really quick, how about the soundtrack? Because I really love music, so... You know, the soundtrack, unlike a lot of other romance movies, there's not much romance, but there still is. This movie really does not have a soundtrack. I mean, yeah, there are a few songs there and there, but not much. And the soundtrack is definitely funny. Like, I remember one time, it was just showing Mrs. Doubtfire on the job, like, playing guitar with a broom and stuff like that. It's very funny. <laughs> I would like to see that, too. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you, Jerry, so much for talking with us today and telling us all about Mrs. Doubtfire. Thank you so much for letting me talk about this hilarious film. <laughs> it's always fun talking with you. It's playing all month long during December on HGNet Movies Kids Scenes, so please tune in and check that out. Thanks so much for joining with us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions to watch our video views of the latest film and DVD releases and to learn how you can become a Kids First film critic. Go to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Beaton. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Bon appetit! We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids.